0: You're listening to the Passive Project Podcast, where we dive into building your online course business. We talk about marketing strategy, making money, and creating a business with impact that lights you up. I'm Gemma Bonham Carter, a mom of two and business strategist who has helped thousands of digital entrepreneurs with my programs and coaching. All right, let's do this. Hey, hey! welcome back to the podcast. I am really excited about today's episode. I want to talk about offers. So what do I mean when I say offers? I'm meaning the products, the programs, the things that we create as online entrepreneurs, as course creators to sell to our audience. So sometimes creating an offer seems really co- like complicated and maybe overwhelming, and we don't know where to start. But other times maybe we've created something, we've actually put it out to market, we've been selling it, but it might not be hitting the mark quite right and the momentum isn't there and it needs a bit of a makeover. So as a course creator or a digital product entrepreneur, we know it's all about the offer, right? Whether it's a course, a group program, a mini offer, we need to get that part right in order for the money to really flow in our business. And so that's what I wanna talk about today. I kind of have three main things I wanna cover to really get your wheels turning about maybe giving your offer a makeover or just being open and adaptable to making it the best version that it can be. So before we dive into those, if you like this podcast, please head on over and leave us a rating or review on iTunes. It goes a long way to help us getting the show seen by other folks. And if you want to snap a picture of you listening in and tag me on Instagram, I'm at Gemma.BottomCarter. I would love to connect with you and share it out in my stories as well. Okay, so let me dive into those three things. So number one, great offers. Created through trial and error. So, what do I mean when I say that? I love, like, this is why I love pre selling and getting people into the door before we go and we create the thing because I am all about trial and error. I'm all about let's get this great idea that we have in our head, let's get it down on paper, put it out into the world, and see if people want it. See if this is a problem people want to solve. See if this is you know, the medium or the way in which they want to solve that problem, if they want to jump into our offer, whether that's a mini offer, whether this is a full-blown course, a group coaching program, whatever it looks like, I always tell every student or client I have to pre-sell their product because I do not want you wasting time on something, creating something that isn't going to sell. So, The idea here is we wanna put things out there and we wanna watch what really resonates. We don't wanna get stuck on an idea and be like square peg, round hole, pushing it over and over again and be unwilling to test other things, right? If that isn't the thing that's really working for us. So, and then the other thing is like with that trial and error piece, even once you do say put something out there, you have people coming through the door it might not turn out how you originally planned. So let me actually give you an example of that. So I launched in 2019. I was doing a pivot of, I had been um, teaching bloggers how to launch e-commerce stores using print-on-demand dropshipping. It was a totally different niche that I was teaching on because that was where I was coming from with my blogging business. In 2019, though, I was ready for a pivot, I was ready for a shift. I had fallen in love with online courses in digital marketing. I'd been doing that at that point for three years, getting questions about it, and I was ready to shift into teaching other folks about that. So I wanted to create the Passive Project. This is when the Passive Project, like my membership community, was born. But here's the thing, if there was like an Enneagram type for someone who wants to always give all the information and overcomplicate everything, that would be me. Like, I just want to give it all, right? Like, I just want people to, like, I want you, I want to be able to take you from like A to Z for the entire problem as opposed to maybe... Tackling one piece of the pie, right? So let me explain that a little bit further. Basically, I launched the Passive Project and it started out as the program was meant to be for course creators on how to, you know, launch and grow your passive income streams. And so I was going to talk about, you know, launching courses, going evergreen, creating funnels. Um, creating mini offers. I even wanted to talk about affiliate marketing in there. It was like all going to be all things passive income. And at first, I was digging it and I loved it. And we had like 40 students in there and it was really fun creating the content. But as time went on, I saw, I kept seeing that there was a problem, right? I had made it complicated by trying to appeal to two audiences that were in completely different phases of their business. So I had members coming in who like didn't even know what a lead magnet was because they were so new to course creation and, and online entrepreneurship. While I had others in there who were already making course sales, they were ready to set up evergreen funnels and were just, you know, 12 steps down the path than the other folks were. And so start like creating teaching content and being able to coach these folks became more and more difficult because There was such a discrepancy in, in the types of students I had in there. And it's because I'd made that basic mistake of like overcomplicating my offer and wanting to make it way too broad and way too big. Like I wanted to serve everyone and teach them all the things that they needed to know to be a course creator. And so I realized that I had to separate the audiences and really have two offers that truly met them where they were at. So one audience was the aspiring course creator, one was the experienced course creator. And that's really when my now signature program, Course Creator School, was born because I had to really build out a program around my method of you know, how to create and launch your online courses, right? And I built out my sold method and talk about pre-selling and talk about, um, you know, audience growth and early list building and all of that kind of stuff and really create that as a separate entity from the passive project and keep the passive project more for the advanced kind of evergreen and marketing content required for existing course creators who are ready to scale. So I simplified my offer basically by splitting it into two. And so, and the moral of the story for me there was I needed to just solve one problem, right? And so back to our original point here, which is great offers are created through trial and error. I never would have come to this place of having these two different offers if I wasn't willing to, just put the passive project out there and see where it took me, right? So that is point number one. Great offers are created through trial and error. Don't get stuck in analysis paralysis, in perfectionism. Instead, put the thing out there, see what resonates, see what works and what doesn't work, and go from there. Number two with creating or giving your offer a makeover is just being willing to listen. And so You need to be adaptable as a course creator or as a coach. You need to be ready to maybe mold and make changes and really listen to what's happening with your students and your clients. Like what are they saying when they come inside of your programs or products? And are they getting results? Are they getting the intended transformation that your program is or resource or product or whatever you want to call it is going to provide for them. Because if they're not really getting the transformation, it's not necessarily that your method doesn't work. Maybe you're just not delivering it in the way in which it needs to be delivered for them to grasp it or to put it into action, right? So you need to follow the clues. You need to get customer feedback. This is why it's really important to utilize surveys and stay connected with your customers and really as much as you can listen to them and and sometimes it's even hopping on zoom calls like I have done I have regularly done this where I will hop on a 20 minute zoom call with you know 15 or 20 students inside of one of my programs so that I can much better understand where they're at and where they you know, what has worked for them, but also what other things could they use. And here's the other thing is like, sometimes we get really stuck on what we're supposed to do. And I'm saying supposed to do with like air quotes happening right now, because we think, okay, I want to launch a course. A course means there has to be, you know, whatever, 10 hours of video lessons that are pre-recorded means there needs to be 15 printable You know, workbooks or whatever. And I need to have a Facebook community and I need to do group coaching calls once a month. Like, I think we can all agree that that is the very standardized format for an online course these days in today's marketplace. But what if that isn't the model that's really going to get your students results? What if you start with that, but then realize, oh, they actually, you know, that wasn't, you know, they didn't need to have, let's say, I don't know, maybe they didn't even need to have the Facebook community. Maybe that part was a big flop and it wasn't getting utilized. Maybe having um, like a weekly email was a better way to stay in touch with them and really push them along the process to implementing what it is that my course is teaching. Or maybe it's about having office hours inside of the Facebook group instead of just threads or just being a place where other people can ask questions, but maybe I needed to have more formal office hours or something like that. Or maybe it's that they didn't need all the printable workbooks. They actually needed very actionable spreadsheets or templates or Google Doc things, right? Being really open to... And thinking outside the box of what it is that is really going to get your students the results, I think is one of the most important things. And I've really, over time, like over the years that I've been doing this, I've really been adaptable. And I think this is just what I'm, this is really what I'm trying to get across in this point number two of be willing to listen, is just don't get so stuck in your ways of it has to be this way or just because I started that way, it means I need to always continue that way. It's not the case. If this is, you know, if you can be if you can be listening to your customers and make changes that are going to make your product even better, make your product more usable, make it more, um, make it easier for people to implement, to make sure that they're getting the results, well then do it. Change it make it better, doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be more, more, more. It might mean taking some stuff away and that's okay. So one analogy here actually is, I don't know if you guys ever watch Shark Tank. I love Shark Tank, I love Dragon's Den, that's the Canadian version too. I watch both series um never miss an episode even my daughter Maya like and my son James he, he James is like a little bored by it but Maya will be like sitting right beside me taking it all in she lo- she loves it um little entrepreneur in the making i think there but one of the things that i don't know if you've noticed on this on, on Shark Tank but the pitchers come in right they come in with their product and there can be such a huge difference between one type of pitcher and another One type of pitcher loves their product so much, right? That they have their blinders on. They cannot take the advice from any of the sharks or the dragons because they just are not adaptable. They are not willing to listen. They are not willing to take that feedback and to potentially make some changes to their product. And I think that those people are the ones that often go off and, you know, their business ends up really crashing and burning, like it's just not a success, or maybe it's not as successful as it could have been. Whereas other times, other entrepreneurs, other people who are coming in and pitching their product, you know, obviously every business is that entrepreneur's baby, right? Like all of you listening, I'm sure that you feel that way, that your business is your baby and you're really attached to it, and that's fair, but... What happens then is we get really emotional about our businesses and we, it's like kind of like being a a toddler who's having a tantrum, who's not willing to, you know, make any kind of change because they are, they're just too emotionally attached and like unable to see the bigger picture. So when other pitchers come into the shark tank and the sharks give advice, like, I don't know if you guys ever noticed this, but Mark Cuban sometimes just lays out, like, I don't always love Mark Cuban, but sometimes his advice, I'm just like, damn, that is spot on. Like he gives, even if he's at, has zero interest in investing in that person's business, he'll often give them really, really good advice. And The ones that are willing to listen, the ones that are, you can see they're just taking it all in and they're like just there for it. Those are the businesses that end up either getting an investment because then the sharks are like, oh, okay, you know, this person's totally willing to to listen to what I have to say and be adaptable here as a CEO and then get an investment or maybe they don't get an investment but they go on to do really well with their businesses. Like, I don't know if you guys ever go and look up like, oh, whatever happened to such and such business like post Shark Tank, I do that all the time. I do that with like reality shows too, guys. Like I'll watch an episode of The Real Housewives and then I, or like I'll even hit pause in the middle of it and, (laughs) and then go and like Google the thing or that person to see like, catch myself up in real life time, uh, not, you know, six months ago when this was being filmed, to find out what happened, um, or what is happening with that person, what's the latest, like, story. Uh, And I do that with Shark Tank all the time, too. And so I can see that, you know, there have been a lot of businesses, maybe they don't get an investment in Shark Tank, but they took that advice, they listened to it, and they, you know, grew their business, it's still super successful, they had amazing results. And The reason why I'm talking about all of that, and I've really, (laughs) I feel like I've taken a big tangent here, but it's just that you need to be willing to listen. And in this case, in the case for us, in the case of course creators, it's listening to your customers and your audience, right? So that's number two, is being willing to listen. Number one was great offers are created through trial and error. Number two is be willing to listen. And then the last thing, number three, is simply Being open to giving it a makeover. Sometimes we need it's time to give something a makeover, right? Maybe it's that, and and maybe it's that the product you've had, or the whether it's a course or a mini offer, whatever, it could have been that it was doing really well at one time, but the market evolved, and maybe there's some fatigue, and what once worked, uh isn't working as well anymore, or maybe there's not as much momentum as there once was. And so being open to shifting a little bit, going back to the drawing board sometimes and shifting and just giving things a makeover can be all it really takes. And so what this doesn't mean is like you having to necessarily go back and change your entire course or change the entire way that you fulfill on that program. But sometimes what it means is going back and shifting the marketing messaging around it. It's shifting the promise a little bit, what the transformation is that you're offering for your students. And especially if this is a program that you've been running for a while, you'll now have had students that have gone through it and you have a much better understanding now of what it truly looks like and what that transformation or that those results can really be. So going back to your original promise and your original messaging that you had created, like I go back all the time to my sales page and my marketing emails. And it's whether you're going back like for another round of a live launch, or if you have an evergreen funnel in place, you kind of go back and relook at those emails, relook at your whole funnel. If I do that on a regular basis like I want to say I do that probably every six months, but it's probably even more often than that. It's like in the three to six month range, I'll go back and look over again the sales pages, the marketing emails, everything I have for a particular program because every single week or month that my programs are running and I'm and I'm in it with my students right and like seeing what's happening, the promise of my programs becomes clearer and clearer and clearer and I can be really on I can be really under like on with knowing what's going on in the marketplace too right and so you have to be willing to go back and give things a makeover sometimes and you'll always go back and uh, this is my hope is that you go back to your original sales page or your original marketing emails or whatever it is And I want you to cringe a little because I want you to be like, oh, I've come a long way since then. Like this is a learned thing, you guys. You need to go back and every time you're going to get better and better and better. And that is just the evolution of being an online business owner too, right? And if we go back and we're cringing at it, that's a good thing because that means that you put the thing out there when you were still learning, right? If you waited and waited and waited until everything was perfect, and you look back and you don't cringe even a little bit, that's telling me that you waited too long, right? I want you to, man, when I look back, if I look back at my, I did this actually, like about six months ago, I was writing an email, and I went back to find the slides from the very first webinar I ever did, and it was <laughs> shocking. It was shocking how embarrassing it was. And the first course I ever created, like the videos in that course, and my videos still are not like highly produced videos. Like if any of you, if, if you're one of my students who's listening, you'll know I'm sitting in my office and I'm like, I've got, maybe I've got great slides and stuff, but I'm like just, I'm more interested in dishing out some serious value and teaching to you as opposed to producing a highly, you know, some highly glossy video, right? So my production value still isn't like insanely high. But when I look back at that first course, damn, my production value was really low. I was like sitting at my dining room table. I don't even like, you know, I didn't even like, l- my hair was not looking so nice. Like, and I just, but I just did it, right? And so going back and giving things a makeover, and I'm and I'm taking a bit of a tangent here, like I don't mean giving your videos a makeover, but going back and giving a makeover to that original promise, that original, cont- maybe it's the container of your offer. Like, like we talked about earlier, if some part of it maybe it was a bit of a flop or there was a low attendance or something wasn't getting used, you know, you thought that this like, this element of it was going to be really useful for people, and turns out mm, it wasn't really so great, try different stuff. Like, think outside the box. Shift things a little bit. Try and always be on the cutting edge of how it is that you're delivering your product and your programs because you're going to stand out more in the marketplace, right? If you are consistently be like bringing new, thing, new ideas to the table and you know, doing it in a way that is in alignment with you that you know is gonna get great results for your students and not just doing it the same way that everybody else does it because that's what you think you have to be doing. So those are my three, really the three points I wanted to talk about today when it comes to creating great offers. Number one, they're created through trial and error. Number two, be willing and open to listening to the feedback. And then number three, give things a makeover. Go back, give it a, make those little tweaks, make those shifts as, as you grow, as the market evolves, and as your business scales. All right. I hope that's been helpful. If you want to learn more about how to launch your very first course, I have a free class. It's called Course Class. You can head on over to jemmabottomcarter.com forward slash course dash class. Make sure you've got a notebook and a pen ready because it is 90 minutes that is seriously chocked full of some Serious strategy and game plan for getting that idea out of your head and into the hands of your first group of students. And then, if you are already a course creator and you're ready to scale and go evergreen and kind of do all of those next level type things, I would love for you to come and join us inside of our membership community. You can find more information at gemmabottomcarter.com forward slash passive project. And I will pop those links in the show notes um, so that they are there for you. And that is it for me for this week. I will see you back here in next week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Everyone tells you to grow your email list, that it's your ticket to profitability as an online business owner, and they're right. But what they forgot to tell you was that unless you're consistently reaching out with valuable and relatable content, your subscribers are going to forget all about you and ignore those sales emails when you do send them. And that's why I created 52 prompts with just 20 minutes a week. And my 52 newsletter prompts, you can turn your subscribers into super fans with weekly emails that are entertaining, engaging, and get them ready to buy when the time comes. No more looking at a blank screen, not knowing what to write in your weekly email. I have given you a prompt for every single week for the entire year. Grab 52 prompts and a bunch of freebie bonuses over at jemmabonnamparter.com forward slash 52 prompts.